the book of Ephesians. <clears throat> The book of Ephesians chapter 5. I'll read uh, these two verses. Just follow with your eyes. <clears throat> the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verses uh, 15 to 17. Three verses I will read and follow with your eyes. Uh, the Bible says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Uh, wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, once again for bringing us together. Bless this um, congregation, Lord, and keep us um, 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 safe in your hand. And bless all of us tonight with your word. And speak to us, Lord, uh, the simplicity of salvation. And uh, give us, Lord, um, victory in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight we'll take a look at this, um, making the right choices, making right choices. This is uh, one important thing that we need to do in our life, even, even at this very moment, because, um, you know, if we are not uh, thinking of doing the right cho choices, we can, we can easily go wrong. We can easily go wrong in this life, because there are so many things right now that in, in our eyes, it's not really evil, it's not really bad. But if you look at in the in, in the Bible, and if you look at it uh, from the perspective of the Lord, um, there are things that are not really good. So again, um, every day in our lives, we are confronted with choices. Uh, we are we are you know uh, like in the junction all the time. But what a blessing it is that God gives us, you know, uh, a mind that enables us to make decisions and make choices. And I believe um, uh, it's, it's really a good thing that the Lord has given us, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the mind to think, to do uh, those things that, which is right according to our judgment. And that is uh, the free will that God has given to us. But the key issue really... Uh, in, in this life, the key issue uh, in our choices is not that we, will, we, would, we would be able to accomplish the, um, the, the will of government or the will of, uh, of our parents or the will of our pastor or the will of man. But rather, we would accomplish in exercising our will. In so doing, we will be able to accomplish the will of God. And that is what we are going to focus on. And again, it's not, it's not wrong maybe to, to accomplish the will of any man, but um, knowing deep within our hearts that uh, that is also the will of God. And the Lord has given us the judgment. The Lord has given us the mind um, to, to figure that out. But there are people that you know that they say that it's hard for us to know the will of God. Now, but again, here, our, our Bible tells us in verse number 17, and it tells us exactly the opposite. It says, Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So in other words, we can understand it. In other words, the will of God is discernible. And I will tell you also, not just the will of God is discernible, the will of God is desirable. So um, again, um, this, the scripture revealed this to us. And that is something that we can, that we can you know, achieve in our hearts, in our life. And we can desire the will of God to be accomplished in our lives. If you are a Christian today, if you, if you love the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I'll tell you, uh, the Lord already is setting you to win. The Lord is already setting you to succeed and to, to have a victorious life because that is what we are. We are victors. We are, we are more than conquerors, even the Bible says. that We are more than conquerors through Him that love us. Because of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are more than conquerors. And uh, again, we cannot really um, quantify it. We cannot really see the, the whole value of it because we are still in our finite um, flesh. We are still in this, uh, in this uh, body of, um, you know, uh, corruption. But time will come that, you know, 
what we have known of the blessing that really ours right now and we have not known it uh, I will tell you, you know, we look back maybe 50 years from now we look back uh, and, and our mindset right here we can, we can only say oh, what a foolish you know, um, you know uh, man I was and not thinking of the great things that the Lord has, has prepared for me. Because the Bible even tells us that um, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man what God had prepared for them that love him. There, is a, there are great things ahead of us that we just don't know of. There are great things ahead of us. Even, even Apostle John. Apostle John was amazed of, of, of how is it that the Lord has... You know, giving us eternal life. The Lord has uh, making us children of God. He could not really fathom the the immensity of what Jesus Christ has done. Uh, first, first John chapter three, verse number one and two. First John chapter three, verses one and two. It says, "Behold, what manner of love that the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God." Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Why? For we shall see him as he is. No one can see God's face. No one can see him face to face. And no one can stand in his presence and live. That's what the Bible says. But time will come that all of us that have Christ in our hearts will be able to see him face to face and we will be able to behold the beauty of the Lord and that is a great blessing and I will tell you um, even we have not seen his face right now but we embrace him in our heart and we know that we are, it's going to happen and it's going to happen soon and that is why um, uh, the Apostle Paul was just right in saying that um, it does not reach yet in the hearts of man what God had prepared for them that love him. If you love the Lord Jesus Christ today, I'll tell you, you are, you know, the one of the um, most or blessed person in this world. You see, um, we can know because the Bible says we can know the will of God and we should know it. Each one of us should know the will of God. Every choice we make is a reflection of our values. And we make choices based on what we value the most. And again, you, you, you come today to, to the church because you value this. Um, tomorrow, perhaps, in the first hour in the morning, first, first moments in the morning, you will open maybe your Bible and then you pray because you know you value it. So whatever you do, I believe uh, uh, it, is, it is a reflection of our values. Um, if you, if you uh, honor your parents, um, you honor your parents in, in, in such a way that you will just see and look around what things that can please your parents or at least to help out to ease the, the, the burdens of the chores. Of, if you're a young person, you will look around to help your parents I think that's, uh, you know, because you value, uh, you value, you love your parents, you want them uh, to have a little bit of um, um, rest, and then you will do it uh, for, for the sake of your parents. And again, uh, that is the reflection of that value. Anything that you do, most of the time, is the reflection of um, our value. Tonight, we are going to link, uh, t- uh, take a look at this. Um, right choices, making right choices. And how are we going to do that? There are three things tonight. Number one, <clears throat> the priority. The priority of the right choice. Uh, let's go to our text in verse number 16 in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We need to have that priority of the right choice because time is short. No, needless for me to, you know, to point it out to you because you know it very well. Oh, I just, I just learned today that, the, you know, uh, one of the um, uh, first people that I met in New Zealand, uh, as I told you, Nang Nene, um, passed away last year. I didn't know it because I lost contact uh, of the family for a long time. But uh, when we were, you know, um, frequenting in that place in the West, um, we, I always like... Uh, you know, pay, pay a visit to Nangnini 
And we talk and we talk long. I'll tell you, we talk very long. Sometimes, for many times, Jinky will call me because 11 o'clock, I was still there. Um, I visited them like um, 5 o'clock and then they invite, invited me uh, there for dinner and then I will eat there um, 7, 8 o'clock and then we, we just talk a lot of things and, until 11 and my purpose is to share the gospel and my purpose there is um, to win her to the Lord and I, I attempted many times, many occasions but you know, it just, it's just, you know, she was just hard. She was just um, she made up her mind about the things of God. Uh, but I know that the Word of God can break those, you know, strongholds, whatever it is, that, that um, keep her uh, in bondage to, to um, unrighteousness or whatever it is. But I, I was hoping that I can really, I can really uh, win her to the Lord because, you know, uh, she was a kind lady. I mean, she, she was a really good, helpful lady. And she's she's um, um, she, she's a person that will try to help whatever she can help, and we were beneficiaries of those help in those times. So again, uh, I have all the reasons why I need to uh, share uh, to her the gospel, but not not because she helped me and I, I, need, I owe her something. No, uh, the, the fact that she has a soul, she needs to be saved. Every person that has a soul needs to be saved. And that is, uh, again, how much more those people that, that really, you know, close to us. So, again, I had all the reason why I need to share to her the gospel. And because she was hard and, and kind of, uh, I think I, it's hopeless there. But I did not lose hope. Every time I see her, I will attempt. I will attempt to do that. So, but again, she passed away last year. And that's it. No, um, her time was finished. But the time is very short. It might be 70 years old, 70 years on this earth. Where people will say, oh, that's a good life. That's long. And uh, No, no, I will tell you, it's not long. Uh, even if you reach 100 years old, it's not long still. Because uh, after this life, you are going to face eternity. There's no end. Supposing that 100 years is just like this long. Maybe um, uh, uh, like uh, 10 centimeters. I will just quantify it. If 100, if 100 years of your life is measured with measured in, uh, in centimeters, uh, 100 uh, millimeters. Sorry, sorry, uh, 100 millimeters like that. <laughs> 10, 10, 10 millimeters, 10 millimeters. If that is 100 years, I'll tell you, eternity is beyond the South Pole. It's beyond, you know, uh, that, that wall over there and that field over there and the houses over there. And as far as you can see, eternity is beyond. And what is 100 years in this life? It's nothing. 100 years is nothing. Do not trade eternity for this short period of time. That is why you need to come to the Lord to be saved. That is why, you know, you need to come to the Lord for salvation. Because, you know, what, I, you know how, how, how Apostle Paul said that, that, um, that the sufferings of these present times, if you suffer all your life for 100 years, it still is not worth it. It's not worth to miss the eternity with God. He said, um, for the sufferings of these present times um, are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. It's not worthy. Whatever things here on this earth is not worth it in comparison to eternity. That is why so many people, they, they, they risk uh, losing their lives um, for the gospel. They share the gospel even though they know that they would die there. They still go there and, and, and sure, sure enough, they died in the ministry. They died in the, in the field. But what they are looking at, they are looking for a better resurrection. They are, they are looking forward to see the Lord Jesus Christ and saying to them, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And again, that is uh, the, most, uh, the, blessed, the most blessed moment in our lives to hear it from the mouth of the Lord himself. My friends, we have to redeem the time. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The word redeem is actually to, to make the most of. 
make the most of. That means whatever you can do, just do everything to, to glorify the Lord. And especially um, in soul winning, in, in, in reaching out to people. You know, we, we failed in this aspect. We failed in this aspect. Um, I know that you have a desire to, to share the gospel also, but we have not really done uh, the thing that there are a lot of things that we could, we, we, we could do, but we did not do it. And again, none of us, none of us knows how long our time will be. Nangmini, for sure, did not know it. She did not know it because it, the last time that we met, although that was quite many years ago, but the last time we met, I can I can still like imagine her face there. She was she was very you know uh, like a strong lady you know carefree or or she's she's very um, um, uh, a fighter. She's a fighter. She's a, um, she's not afraid of the future. But again, at the last moment of her life, when when she was. Um, when she was in that moment, when she was, she has that heart attack, and and with Eileen there, the daughter um, witnessed how she died. Uh, it was a horrible, horrible moment. That there's no help for them. There's, they could not do anything. The the ambulance arrived ten minutes after, but seven minutes, she's she's gone, and it's just so sad. But we, we, we do not really know uh, how long our time will be. <clears throat> that is why after the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was here in John chapter 9, verse number 4, the Lord Jesus, when he was here, <clears throat> he, had this, um, he had this resolve in his heart. And he said, I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh that no man can work. And that is true enough. Time will come that there will be no more time. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. While you have your strength. While you still come to church. While you, while you still have your energy. While you still have you know, the things that you have. Use it for the glory of God. Use it for the glory of the Lord. Because time will come that there will be no more time. The night cometh. Maybe the night of sickness. The night of separation. The night of your travel perhaps that you cannot come back. Or the night of death will come and there will be no more time. Therefore redeem the time because the days are evil. You see, and not just that um, because time is short. Why we need the priority of a right choice is because the days are evil. It's not just our time is short, but the days that we are living now is evil. Go back again to Ephesians 5, verse number 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Our opportunities for freely doing, you know, right are not always here, but it's very limited. We have a limited time to do the right thing. We have a limited time to come to church. We have a limited time to come maybe to uh, uh, young people's program. We have a limited time to come and gather together. We have a limited time to open our Bible. We have a limited time. We don't have the luxury of time. Our time is limited. And again, the days are evil. We live in evil days. You can tell it because, you know, most of the prime time in television uh, is always the promotion there is wickedness. That's right. Yeah. Wickedness. I remember before I told you I was I was working in Spectrum. I was working in the house of uh, uh, people that have uh, autism, autistic uh, people, and um, I, I fed them, I, I cook for them, I wash dishes for them, I wash their clothes because they need help because they are. Uh, they have uh, autism. And then, um, after that chores, they, they will sit in the lounge and I, I will watch them. I will, you know, um, write um, my, my notes for the day, my diary, uh, what, whatever activities they have. So, uh, supported activities. So, I will include watching TV because that's part of their daily routine. And then, 
I turn on the TV for them, 6 o'clock in the evening, and you can, you can see, whoa, there's a boy and boy, they're kissing each other. Oh, I changed the, I changed the channel. That was 6 o'clock. Prime time. Every child is there in their lounges uh, watching TV because it's a prime time. Boy and a boy kissing in television. Oh, I changed the channel. Although, you know, they, 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 are, they are adult, uh, but they are, they are autistic. I changed the channel. I, 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 I moved to another channel. And now, again, it's another uh, girl and a girl movie there. I mean, uh, um, um, television uh, show. Then I realized, at that moment, we still have television in our house. We had television. I called my wife. I called Jinky. Uh, Mal, what, what are they watching? What are they watching? Thank God the children that, you know, they didn't watch TV at the time. Okay, from now on, no more TV. That was the last day. Our house, no television. That was year two, 2012. Until now, 10 years, no more television in our house. You see, um, the prime time, they're promoting you know this LGBTQ plus 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 what, how how many pluses there are? They, they don't. They own the television now. They own um, all these things that uh, they're feeding the the community, the society with 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 horrible horrible things that we could not imagine that our children would do, but they will. Our children will because they lower their guard. And, no, this is normal. You know uh, those sins in the past will become not seen anymore in the present. And that is exactly what, what God already uh, you know, warned his people in, in, I think in Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 20. He said, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Yeah. Amen. Woe unto them that are, how do you say that? That put light for darkness and, and darkness for light. Woe unto them that would bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own, uh, in, in their own sight. You see, it, what a change right now. The things that are good before, it's bad now. And the things that are bad now, were good before. And you see how things change. And it's because our society right now is dominated by these people who hate God, who wants to change the things of God, and then they are feeding it, and then let the community, let all the people swallow it, and everyone will just swallow it because uh, no one wants to stand um, stand up against that. Again, not just our time is short, not just the days are evil, but also I will tell you why we need to make the right choices because. The reward is great. There is a reward, um, you know, if you follow what is right according to God's eyes. Not just according to your eyes, but according to God's eyes. In John, and 1 John chapter 2, verse number 17. <clears throat> 1 John chapter 2, verse 17. And the world passeth away, and the last thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The people that follow the Lord, uh, these people will just abide forever. Those people that are saved and redeemed by the Lord, uh, those people are, uh, people will abide forever. In Psalm 19 verse number 10, Psalm 19 verse number 10, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And notice the last phrase. And in keeping of them, there is great reward. The Lord will reward you. The Lord will reward you of your desire for God. Your desire for Him will be rewarded. Do you have desire for the Lord? Have you got desire in your heart for the Lord? Because if you do have a desire for God, you will be rewarded. Revelation chapter 22, verse number 12. He said, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And you see, 
the priority of a right choice is because the Lord will reward His people. You will be rewarded by God. And not just uh, only that, why we need to do the right choice is because the option is disobedience. You can only do, you can only do one of those two things. Do the right thing or disobey God. Because we have not been given other choices here. It's, it's either you will serve the Lord and glorify God or not. That means you have to disobey God and you have to disobey the Lord. The option is disobedience. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 2. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 2. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the last of men, but to the will of God. Enough is enough for the time that we have spent for the world. Enough is enough that the time that you have given to Satan. Enough is enough. It's time now for us to serve the Lord. And when, when, when we serve the Lord, let us serve the Lord faithfully because we have not been faithful to God for many years. And now that we are faithful to the Lord, I mean, you know, we have come back to the Lord. Let us serve Him faithfully. You see, our overwhelming desire in decision-making should be to seek the will of the Lord. That is the greatest thing that, um, you know, we can do. Seek His will in your life. And remember that we all have the power of choice. And this is what, what really makes this very, very um, special to the Lord because when we do right and we make a decision to do right, God knows how hard it is. Because it's easy for people to, to go against the God, to go against the will of God. Just go along with the flow of the society. Then you are now in the path of disobedience. But if you make a stand and, and, and you can, you can you know, uh, um, successfully make a stand in this, in this society, not, not giving in to uh, um, the, the will of um, the majority, then I believe... Uh, the Lord will be pleased because not so many people uh, will stand really for the Lord. A lot of people will be taken uh, when, when, when it comes the time to make a, a decision. And again, the Lord wants us to make that right decision. Make that right decision. If you don't make the decision, you are already making the wrong decision. You see, um, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Like say, for example, you are in the river. If you will not, like, you know, swim against, against the current, you will be drifted, you know, into maybe the falls. If you don't do anything, naturally, you will just drift. But if you know that you need to fight back against this, against this uh, current, then you have to strive hard. Strive hard. You have to strive hard because you know you don't, you don't want to go there. You don't want to fall and die there. That is exactly what's going on in this society today. If you don't go against the tide, then you will just drift and drift and drift. And then you are nowhere in sight. And, and the Lord will, will really um, um, be pleased if someone will stand for him. Someone will give um, you know, um, the Lord um, will stand on the Lord's side. We must find and, and, and also function in the will of God. Outside of His will, outside of the will of God, I'll tell you, we will be weak, we will be frustrated, and we will be ineffective. That is what comes to us, what comes to our mind, and if we are not... Um, in the will of God. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to do this? The advice of um, the, um, the Lord is to look to the scripture. Get back to the Bible. Get back to the word of God. The general principles for knowing God's will are all there found in the pages of the scripture. It's all there in the Bible. Psalm 119, verse number 105. Psalm 119, verse number 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
the Word of God. I will tell you, without the Word of God, you are going to place your foot on, the, on an uncertain place. Because you do not know what's there you are stepping on. Without the Word of God, without the principles of God's Word, you do not know whether you are doing the right thing. That is why the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. My feet will never stumble. My feet knows where I'm going because the word of God shows me. Without the word of God, it's dark out there. You do not know the direction. That is why you need the word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And in verse number 9, if you go backward, um, Psalm 19, verse number 9 Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? In other words, uh, you know, young people, they are, they are full of foolishness. If they are not, you know, they are not um, um, won by the Lord. If the young people are not with God, the young people is full of evil things, evil desires, just full of foolishness. But if the person um, will come to the Lord, he will be changed. And he said here, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? There's no other way. But by taking heed thereto, according to thy word. Verse number 11, thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. You see, if you notice Eve, when, when she was there in the Garden of Eden, Eve uh, entertained the temptation, entertained the temptation of Satan. Although she was very um, um, she was very confident that that serpent could not harm her. The serpent could not harm her. Uh, if you look at the conversation between Eve and the serpent, she was confident that that serpent is harmless. But not knowing that what she, what, what she could commit in that moment could put the entire hum humanity at risk. And sure enough, all of us died because of that. Satan tempted Eve. Eve was a perfect woman. She was perfect. She was the woman that never had committed any wrong in her life. She was created by God perfect and still she was deceived. She was deceived. And again, um, that was, that was a tragedy. And in fact, the Lord, when, when, when the Lord came there and, and walked there in the garden, in the cool of the day, and he looked for Adam and called unto Adam, Adam, where art thou? So Adam was lost. That was the, it was not uh, a question. When God asked Adam, where art thou? God knows where Adam was. But that was not a matter of question, but that was, a, um, you know, uh, the pronouncement, a proclamation that man at that very moment is lost. When God said, Adam, where art thou? And when Adam said, oh, I hid myself in the garden because I was naked. Oh, who told, who, who, who told thee that thou art naked? Have you eaten of the fruit that I, I told you not to eat? And then, this is the conversation. Adam, the man, began to pass the blame. No, it is very common for us when something is wrong going on, no one wants to take responsibility. Pass the blame. Pass the blame. Adam, pass the blame to the wife. The woman which thou hast given me. Oh, now God's strong now. It was God's you know, fault because God gave him a woman. <laughs> the woman that thou hast given me, <laughs> gave me of that fruit, and I did eat it. And then the Lord said to Eve, Eve, what hast thou done? And Eve looking around, ah, there you go, Lord, the serpent, the serpent, it's a good thing the serpent did not just did not talk. Maybe the serpent would blame someone else. But it ended there. The blame was on Satan. You know what? 
if only, you know, one person there took the responsibility and said to the Lord, Lord, I have sinned. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Remember Nehemiah? Nehemiah chapter 1? And Nehemiah was the, was the cupbearer. I will show you how Nehemiah, that was the right kind of heart. Nehemiah has the, kind, the right kind of heart. Chapter 1. Can you go there, brother? Nehemiah chapter 1. He said, I will just read this. Only 11 verses anyway. I said, the, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hokaliah. And it came to pass in the month of Chislu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan the palace, that Hanani, one of the brethren, came, uh, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that, were, that are left of the captivity there in the province are, are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of, the, of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days, and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keep covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive uh, and thine eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for thy servant, um, uh, day day and night for the children of Israel thy servants and confess the sins of the children of Israel which we have sinned against thee both I and my father's house have sinned he included himself even though he has he did not do anything wrong it was the sin of the kings and the leaders of of the land it was the sin of the princess of of um, Jerusalem that that um, the, the land was taken captive. And again, Nehemiah took the responsibility and said to God, Lord, forgive me of my sins. He took the blame. He took the responsibility of the sin. So different from Adam. Adam passed the blame. And Eve passed the blame. But Nehemiah did not pass the blame. He took responsibility of the sin. And that is why the Lord used him. The Lord used Nehemiah to rebuild um, the, 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 the walls of Jerusalem and to reestablish the, uh, the nation. And you see the blessing there. If someone will just take the responsibility, do not pass the blame if something is, go, is going wrong. You see... Um, we have to look into the scripture, make the right choices, and go back to the Bible, listen to the preaching, come to Sunday school, and, and, and attend Wednesday service, attend um, uh, special services. We have prayer vigil and the preaching of God's word over there. We have men's meeting. We have, we have uh, Bible studies that's going on. And attend all these places where the word of God is preached and you will learn the principles of God's word. And when you do, then you can, you can use it. You can use it and respond to it. You can respond um, accordingly, according to what God wants you to do. You see, look to the scriptures and then be ready to surrender to God. Surrender to God. Um, you know, you just all you need to do is surrender. Give it to the Lord, Lord. I, I, my life is of no use to me if, you will, if yeah. you will not use it. This life of mine will be of no use to any person or any, any person in this world if the Lord will not use my life. That is our, you know, um, 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 reckoning. That is our, the way we, we, we see our lives. If our life will not be used by God, then this is useless. 
Romans chapter 12, verse number 1, you have to be ready to surrender. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Because of God's mercies, because of what God has done in your life, because of what God has, is going to do in your life, surrender your life to God. That is what Apostle Paul is saying. By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. Make a decision that you will not conform to whatever <coughs> sinful things that the world is doing. Do not conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you know, you know, the word of God is the um, is the only thing reliable, really, the, the, the source of truth. The reliable source of truth is yeah. the Word of God. Yeah. Just set your mind right there. Set your mind yeah. right there in the Word of God. Yeah. You see, and you, and, and you said, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You can find it right there in the Word of God. Be ready to surrender what the Bible says. God said it, that settles it. Yep. You see, be ready to surrender and not just uh, uh, look to the scripture, but also be willing to suffer. Be willing to suffer. God's uh, purpose in suffering is actually not for our demise. It is not for our disadvantage, but rather God's purpose right there is for our sanctification. It is for our purification. First Peter chapter 4. Verse number 1, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 1, For as much then as Christ had suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. If you see that the Savior, in order for Him to save us, He suffered in the flesh, we also desire for our loved ones and friends to be saved. You have to suffer also. Arm yourself likewise. Think about the suffering because if you don't think about the suffering and you try to help someone and say to, to, to share the gospel and then suffering comes and they say, oh, I don't, I don't want this. I, I, this is not what I want. You know what, my friend, if you want to serve the Lord, suffering is embedded in it. Suffering is part of it. All ye that live godly in this world should suffer persecution. That's what Apostle, Apostle Paul said. Again, and verse, verse number one, For as much then as Christ had suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that had suffered in the flesh had ceased from sin. Verse number two, That he no longer should leave the rest of his time in the flesh to the last of men, but to the will of God. <clears throat> and First Peter chapter 4, verse number 19, Verse number 19, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well-doing as unto a faithful Creator. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 24. Hebrews 11, verse number 24, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Many of us, perhaps, you know, could not let go of sin, could not let go of that drinking right there, could not let go of that gambling right there, could not let go of, of you know, womanizing right there. Why? Because they enjoy that so much. I will tell you, my friend, now, you know, Moses also, look at that. When he looked at that, he did not. You know, uh, he did not fall into that because he knows that pleasure of sin is just for a season. Right. The pleasures of sin is just for a little time and then later on you will be in bondage of that sin for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you will not be useful in the work of God because yeah. you are in bondage of that sin. You will not be used by God um, if you allow yourselves to be in bondage of sin. Moses made the right decision. He said, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, for a short period of time. Maybe 10 years, maybe 20 years, but that is nothing. 
that is nothing in comparison to eternity. So Moses said, no. He, he allowed himself. He could have been the next Pharaoh. He could have been the, the king of the world because Egypt at the time was the most powerful nation of the world. And if you are the king of Egypt, then you could, you could control the world practically. And he was the next in line. And he was there right in front of him. He would just say, yes, I am Pharaoh's son. And then he will turn his back from the people of God. And then he will be the next Pharaoh. And he can reign the world. And he will maybe reigning for the next 15, 20, 30 years the most, 40 years the most. But he said, no. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction. It's not that he can live normal life and then enjoy little things here and there. But no. He, he, he turned his back from this very lofty, very, you know, a lot of people wanted this position. A lot of people wanted to kill people just to get this. To be the king, to be, to be a mayor. To be, people will kill people to, to be a mayor. People will kill people to, just to be a congressman for three years. People, they would rather kill so that they can get the position of a governor, of a senator, of a, of a president, of a vice president. They will kill people just to get the position. But Moses right there, he would be the head of the world. The, 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 you know, the, the superpower nation. He would be the head of the superpower nation. But he turned it down. He turned it down. And rather suffer affliction. You see, he suffered affliction with the people of God. Be willing to suffer. Be ready to surrender. Ah, and uh, again, um, search that scripture. The priority of a right choice. The pathway to a right choice. Lastly here, the product. The product of a right choice. If you will just make that right decision before the eyes of the Lord, I will tell you, my friend, there is a reward. There is, you know, consequences also of that. There is a great reward coming your way. Verse number 17. First, uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Verse number 17. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. My friend, there is a product to that. And the product, number one, is protection from God. You will have protection. The Lord will give you protection. Romans 8.13 For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. If you choose to live godly and the things of God, led by the Spirit of God, you will have, you know, um, life coming from the Lord. You will live. But if you decide, you know, to give in uh, to pressure and commit sin because it's a pressure, and then you shall die, God said. Proverbs 11, verse number 14, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Young people, seek the advice of godly people. If you are not really, you know, if you have a, you know, if you are going to make a decision, and there is something that in your mind, your, you know, your mind is like swaying here and there, you can make a decision of your own, then ask an adult and a, a, you know, a godly person that's in your surrounding. And, and, and seek advice, seek counsel. Now, if the counsel there is, um, again, you are not convinced, uh, take that counsel and, and then find someone else to counsel you so that there, there will be multitude of counselors. Seek for the multitude of counselors. And then uh, all these godly people around you, um, they love the Lord and you know it, that they love the Lord and they will pray about your decision and they pray about uh, giving you counsel and then weigh their counsels. Weigh, weigh their counsels, and then pray to the Lord and ask the Lord for wisdom. Because if there is a multitude of counselors, the Bible says there is safety. It might save you your heartache. 
It might save you your future. It might save you, you know, your good future if you will just listen to the counselors because most of the counselors, they have, you know, most of them will have the same counsel. Most of them. They are not going to give, you know, opposing counsel. If there is an opposition of counsel, then again, take it. And, and see, weigh it, and value their counsel. Because that is God's protection given to you. Praise the Lord for the, for the faithful men and women in our church. These are the people that God placed here so that this can give, uh, this can give counsel to the, um, to the young people and even for the adults, for the married couples. If, if you have problems, and there are always problems in marriage, and again, you will, you will find people in our church that are uh, godly and you can ask their counsel. Do not limit to one or two or three. Seek counsel from, from the people whom you know that, that love the Lord, whom you know that, ha, that have wisdom uh, from the Lord. Seek counsel from them. And do not, do not just limit yourself. And again, I would say, avoid the counsel of the ungodly. As, as uh, the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Uh, who are the ungodly people? Those people who are in position maybe, but no God in them. They don't believe in God. But they are, oh, pastor, but they are professors. Now, don't take counsel from them. Oh, but pastor, they are doctors. Uh, again, I would not suggest that you go that direction. Oh, pastor, but they are professional psychiatrists, psychologists. Uh, again, I will not, you know, advise you to go that direction. Because the Bible said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. They're using their, you know, whatever things that um, they're using, but it's not from the Lord. So avoid. Avoid from uh, taking counsel from, oh, pastor, are you saying we are not going to go to the doctor? You know, there's no problem with that. You go to the doctor if you need some medical attention, but when, when it comes a matter of you know whether whether you will you will keep your baby or not then you will go to a psychologist and say oh, yeah, abort it do not in that kind of a uh, situation seek counsel from from the godly people oh you have you have problems with your parents then don't go to don't go to um psychologists and psychiatrists seek godly counsel in that Oh, you have you have problems with your with your relationship. Again, seek godly counsel. If you if you if you have problems with your health, then go to the doctor, your doctor that you can trust. It doesn't have to be maybe Christian in that respect, but if you have Christian doctor, that's that's even better. But if you don't have Christian doctor, that's fine. Because they know what they're doing. Uh, when, when, when it comes to, you know, your health, but when it comes to the matter of, you know, moral decisions, I think you better go to godly people, especially with relationship, especially with, uh, with, with something uh, involved morality, then go to godly people. And again, in, in Psalm chapter 1, verse number 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law that he meditate day and night. <clears throat> Again, um, the Lord will provide you protection. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And also, the product of a right choice has a purpose. There is a purpose to that. The Bible says in, in Psalm 37 verse 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. The Lord will give you your desire. Only the Lord really can give us our desire. Only God. And only God knows our desire. So you better please the Lord. How to please the Lord? Be faithful to him. Respect God and his word. Because God said, honor your parents. Then honor your parents. You cannot be right with God and then not right with your parents because God said, honor your parents in the Lord. Honor your parents, mother and father, for this is right. 
You cannot really, you cannot be right with God and you are not right with your parents. Young people, you better respect your parents. Honor your parents. That means whatever your parents want, make it, you know, it must be heavier than any other persons in this world. Give it a double, you know, honor. Your, your parents wants you, you know, will suggest this way. If it is hard to you to take that advice, really, it's hard, then take it and do as much as you can uh, to, to follow that. If, if, you, if you want to seek counsel, then I will tell you, if you ask me counsel about that, I will point you to, you know, honor your parents. I will strengthen the position of your parents in that regard because that is, you know, um, they, are, they are the guardians of your souls. God placed you there uh, under their care because, you know, they watch also for your soul. As much as the pastor watches the souls of the people, but the parents also are there, uh, placed by God. And again, uh, you cannot be right with God if you are not right with your parents. You cannot be right with God and you are not right maybe with your pastor or right with, your, uh, with the church. It cannot be. So therefore, uh, again, you have to um, delight yourself also in the Lord. Just make the Lord happy in your life. Make the Lord happy and I will tell you, he said already there, he shall give thee the desires. Sometimes you have a desire that you cannot say it in the open. You have a desire in your heart that you keep it in your heart only. And you think that only you knows your desire. God knows your desire. But the Lord will give you your desire. How, how, how to do that? Delight yourself also in the Lord. And also the product of a right choice will give you peace. It will give you peace. Peace in following God's word. Psalm 119, verse number 165. Psalm 119, verse number 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. There is no greater peace than the peace that comes from making the right choice. Accepting the Lord is a right decision. And I will tell you also, serving the Lord is a right decision. Because all of this, comes from a decision. When you come to receive the Lord, you made that decision. And now that you are saved and you, you know that the Lord loved you so much and He has done a lot of things for you and you want to repay the Lord back of what He has done and you promise to the Lord, Lord, let me serve you and I want to serve you. And then God will accept your, your desire and He will let you serve Him and then that is again a decision from your heart. You are making that decision. When you make that decision, then the Lord will, 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 will honor you. This morning, I mean this afternoon, we had our baptism. Uh, Mama Rose was baptized and uh, this afternoon, and we praise the Lord for the victory in our baptism. And again, before the baptism, I, I took the opportunity to explain to them um, the Lord Jesus Christ baptism in Matthew chapter 3 and we can see that the baptism of the Lord Jesus in verse number 13 down to verse number 17 and you can find that uh, the Bible says uh, uh, from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And many occasions that the Lord uh, heard that from the Mount uh, also of config uh, configuration uh, the um, the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, the disciples heard also the same word. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But for all of us, when we come to the, to the, to the point where we decided to, to be baptized and without us hearing it, but the Bible says that the Lord will be pleased in us. The Lord is happy uh, with us when we make the decision to be baptized. And without us hearing it, the, 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 the heavens will be open. And the, and the voice without us hearing that will say to us, This is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. When you make the decision to be baptized, to follow the Lord in the water of baptism, I said, no, that's a little thing. You know, uh, obeying the water of baptism is very simple. It's very simple. And yet, heaven is pleased. Heaven is glad. If that is simple and it can make heaven glad, 
I wonder why so many people refuse to be uh, baptized and, and refuse to do the, the things of God. I tell you, my friend, simple obedience to God is pleasing to God. God does not want complicated things. He is not into, you know, those uh, matrix and complicated, uh, you know, uh, uh, things and, and situations. The Lord is so simple. When He makes a command, all you need to do is simply obey. When He said, Go ye therefore, uh, uh, teaching all nations and baptizing them, that is a command. And what you do and what you respond to a command is simple obedience. Yes, Lord, I will. And then when you do, the Lord from heaven is pleased. Oh, I love my son. I love my child. He just loves my command. He just loves my... He's waiting for my word. That is us. We are the children of God that is waiting for God's word. When God points his finger on the certain subject of the Bible, and, and then we understand it, then we change. When we find something here, oh, we change. We follow, uh, you know, the word of God. I'll tell you, uh, I look at, you know, uh, the Bible and, and, and read from Genesis to Revelation. And then along that line, we will we'll find so many things that, you know, uh, I look at this about, about pork. Uh, I put my finger there and read it and read it again and read it again. again God is speaking to me in this. So I think um, I, I make uh, amends. I change. I don't want the Bible to change for me. I must change and you know, align myself with the Word of God. And many other things. I'm just talking of one, but there are so many things when you read the Bible and we change. You see, before someone told me, uh, you know, have, this, have, 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 have a tattoo, tattoo and, and put, you know, guardian visayas. That means GV, uh, guardian visayas. That's uh, the military tattoo. Uh, for member of uh, uh, you know um, um, fraternity, military fraternity, and I was contemplating of having my own because it's good to be to belong to these people. There are generals there and colonels and major and high high ranking officers in military and police, and and we are in the fire department and also in the fire department they they in, they, include, they involve those people so and. I was contemplating of having that, but, you know, uh, I just had no opportunity at the time. And then I read in the Bible about, you know, about that too. Uh, can you, can you uh, search that, brother? Um, I read that. I said, oh, I changed my mind. I, I, don't want, I don't want to have any. I don't want to have any tattoo like that. Um, about Prince, hold on. Um, Leviticus chapter 19, verse number 28. Leviticus 19, verse 28. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Oh, that one changed my mind. See, that means I follow what God said. And thank God I don't have tattoo yet. Or otherwise it will be... Uh, it will be hard if I have the tattoo and then I find this, it's too late. But again, uh, if you have tattoo and you don't know this uh, and you, don't, you want to follow the Lord, you can still follow the Lord. Don't put any more. <laughs> don't put any more and don't encourage your family to have anything of that because God said, I am the Lord. You see, now it's, it's okay for people to have tattoo because it's common. It is wrong in the sight of God, but it's not wrong in the sight of the society. And people follow the society, they don't follow God. Yep. And God wants people to follow Him, but people follow society instead. This is what Isaiah said. That, you know, um, woe unto them that uh, call evil good and good evil. And you see, um, um, Simple obedience to God's word. Simple obedience. When you see it in the line, then we adjust and follow it. We try to follow it. Follow God's word. Because, you know, that is the product of a right choice. God will give you peace in that. And also, um, peace in following God's word and peace in accepting the gift of God. One is salvation and a good life that will follow after that. The Lord will bless us if we just follow Him. 
Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the most important choice we ever make is the question about the Lord Jesus. What will I do with Jesus Christ? That is the greatest question. What will you do with Jesus Christ? Because it is His will that everyone could come to repentance. The Lord wants us to come to Him. In, in, in last, last verse here, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3 and 4. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Who will have all men to be saved? God wants us to understand that the salvation of souls is the number one, number one priority of the Lord Jesus. That everyone will come to him and make the decision to come to the Lord Jesus. Because the question will be asked in that time to come. The question will be asked is this. What did you do with Jesus? What did you do with Jesus? And the, and the judgment will be based upon your answer to that question. The judgment of God will be based upon your answer to that question. What will you do with Jesus Christ? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for reminding us today about making the right choices. Lord, only by your grace that, uh, and the Holy Spirit of God that will lead us into that right decision. Please, Lord, be with us in every step of the way. Let the Holy Spirit of God to, um, to guide us, Lord, in making that decision. And Lord, bless your people. And thank you, Father, that um, you have blessed us already uh, with so many things, especially, Lord, our salvation. And now, Lord, um, lead us in the, in the way of uprightness and that, Lord, your people will rejoice in you and that, oh God, all of us will be effective in the work that you have left, uh, left us to do. Bless all of us once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.